0: Welcome to the worst idea of all time, episode 32 We've just watched the movie again, sort of And um, to be honest with you guys, I want to cry um, I've been a volunteer phone counsellor at, at Yesline before I, I've been touched by depression, people in my life But I really want to kill myself at this point I don't want to make too light of that But I'm feeling suicidal um, Guys pegged out <laughs> Been to through the whole movie, and I think he might just be coming to now. How are you, guy? Let me let me give you a mic. Let me mic you up. Hey boy, I'm going good. How you? are <laughs> looking pretty um pretty sleepy, then, my friend. Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> so let me tell you about my movie watching experience, guy. Because put look, it on, big fella. Put it on and on. You've, you've been in the land of nod for a little while, so let's get your engine warmed up before I th- throw your head first Please into the podcast. Do. So this was watch thirty two. Um, we've got twenty to go and I, I I feel really sad about the project and about what we've got to do from here on out. Well on. it yep. was sort
1: of it was a sugar coated viewing that you, you put your, you put on yourself, wasn't it? I mean you came in, you relaxed. You, you you were in a good mood. Too good probably. It was all right. And and, and sort of I feel like time's really just gone whizzing by and suddenly here we
0: both are. Yeah. That 's generally what happens when you fall asleep though time tends to get a bit distorted. To, is, is the concept of time gets distorted, but oh, time itself actually is it a constant? constant it yeah. is yeah that doesn't change it 's a perception it 's a perception that changes um so look we've got a lot of a lot of business to get through a lot to get through <laughs> um I want to bring up because people have been very generous with um. Listen, people have been very... I don't understand why anyone's listening to this podcast, to be honest. But there's a few people who are Always, in the sending us messages, which I'd, different I like sort of getting. there
1: times and days and feelings when I felt like that too, Tim. But by and large, I actually feel pretty positive about the whole operation most of the time.
0: That's good. That's a good thing. Except when you're watching the movie, though, right?
1: Well, in fairness to the film, there was a moment earlier when I did feel like this isn't so
0: bad. Mm-hmm. Where, do you I'm remember asleep. what the moment was?
1: Not at all. That's pretty much the last thing I remember before you woke me up and said, hey, we're doing this.
0: Because <laughs> I think the only fair thing to do now would be, we're going to have to tack one on where I'm asleep. Oh. If it feels like the only fair way to even it up, you know? Yeah. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you.
0: And namely myself, I wouldn't do that to myself. I haven't brought this up before, but what we're doing reminds me a lot of the Milgram experiment. What they have brought up. What's the Milgram experiment? I think they're doing like the 60s where they would get um, two sets of actors and one of the actors played the role of doctor. So they would wear a white lab coat and have a clipboard and they had a defined script that they could say. Um, And then the other actor would be behind a glass booth connected to what looked like a series of electrodes to their body. And they get a volunteer off the street to... Um, the facade was for the volunteer off the street was that they were trying to test for people I think it's like their psychic abilities. So they would hold up a card that was facing the wrong way and say, "What symbol is on this card?" It'd be like, mm. "It's a triangle." And if they got it wrong, they got shocked. They got electrocuted, and the level at which they got electrocuted kept increasing if they got it wrong. Yeah. But it was the volunteer off the street who who kept shocking them. So the person wasn't actually getting electrocuted; they were an actor, and the doctor actor. All they could say to try and encourage the person to keep increasing the voltage was the experiment um, uh, requires you to continue. And they got basically what they were trying to test is if you have a person in authority, could you get to a point of putting your own morality to the side so much that you end up killing another human being? Mm. And what they found out is as long as it's someone else's responsibility, people will basically always do that. And I feel like there's an aspect of pain that we're putting ourselves through at this point. We're like... We're surrendering all common sense because we've set the rules down. It's interesting and in-depth.
1: I mean, I really don't know what to say. You laid it on pretty heavy. I think it does hurt to watch. Like, it, it did what I remember of watching the movie on this particular screening um, I mean there was a lethargy and pain to the fact that it was happening again and that I'd already seen it all I mean <laughs> again you've come in with it very heavy
0: sorry no it's good I mean it's, made, I feel like that's where we're at though man yeah, we're in a heavy thinking, uh, point in the project but the experiment must continue god he's good um oh, fuck he's good someone named david hamilton uh posted on the he's from mm-hmm. denton texas which is cool we've got someone listening in denton texas it's texas. Uh, pretty good he's posted a, a thing on our facebook group um it's an article to a, a cinemablend.com article about what Chris Rock was up to during the shooting of Grown Ups 2. Uh,
1: yeah, I saw this in passing. This is actually reasonably interesting because we've talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah, I think we've kind of mentioned... We've talked about what Chris Rock was doing while off-set, on-set
0: for Grown Ups 2. So it turns out we've got an answer to that um, because while Chris Rock was in his trailer... because even see, I think there's a quote from him in this article that says, like, even though he was number four on the call sheet. He was a big dog. He was important. Oh, big yeah. time. He was instrumental to the ensemble cast. He was very... it's was critical. Um, he didn't have a lot, of, lot to do. So whenever he was in his trailer, which was a lot of the time, he was working on the script for a, a, a film that he made, which has just come out called Top 5. And it's been released at the Toronto International Film Festival to um, quite solid reviews by all accounts. And it's got a lot of um, cameos in it, and Adam Sandler's in, in it at the end. Oh, that's good.
1: I love the idea that Chris Rock used that time responsibly. Same, man.
0: Yeah. And, like, Adam Sandler kept trying to come, off.
1: hey, no working on your own projects.
0: <laughs> but he still came into his movie, which is Q. Yeah. Well, you got to respect that. Adam Sandler thought it was
1: a quick cash grab from Chris Rock. I'm not agreeing to be in your Fancy Pants drama movie I'll only be in your comedy Your family comedy I'm Adam Sandler (laughs) However he says Anything? Adam Sandler
0: Yeah, it's not bad Uh, This next message is from Casey Russell um, Who's also posted on our Facebook group Casey, I don't know if you're a boy or a girl Says So I just watched the movie against your advice And let me just Come away from the message to repeat our message, which is don't watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. Don't watch the film. Um, The message continues. I was expecting everything in the movie after listening to all the podcasts, but while watching, I was lulled into a false sense of security that the movie was actually a decent movie. There weren't any laughs, but it wasn't too difficult to get through. I finished the movie about 10 minutes ago, and I've never felt more drained in my entire life. I feel like it's taken all the good out of me and replaced it with abuse and violence and burps and (laughs) and farts. I only hope more people can take your advice to heart more. That's, that is lovely feedback. We
1: couldn't have warned you. But also, more. I mean, i got to say, you live a life of extremes, Casey Russell. Like if, you, if you're like, oh, this movie's going okay, and then suddenly you feel sort of all these dark feelings, I mean, Casey's got to look at a mirror and see see what's going on with Casey lately. How's Casey doing? I mean, how are things going in, in Casey's home? Have you got kids, Casey? Are they happy? Are you happy with who you are? you got to look at yourself, Casey. you got to look at yourself. I think about it. I think this is a pretty good time to go into the Steve Buscemi Mystery Tour.
0: The Steve Buscemi Mystery Tour is coming to take us away.
1: Coming to take you away,
0: take you away. So, um, I had something for this. Did you want to throw anything out? No, no. I believe the onus is on you to
1: tell me what happened to uh, Steve Buscemi's character prior to this film uh, that has rendered him sort of motionless in the league
0: department in the arms. For but very
1: busy in the arms.
0: Oh, I see, what you see. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So I reckon he got bitten by something venomous, like probably a snake. Mm. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this time. Steve Buscemi's character, Wiley, was bitten by a poisonous rattlesnake in the spine. Bitten in the spine. Unfortunate place to be bitten. And I think it happened when in the first movie they were all camping together on a dusty mountain full of rattlesnakes. Full and of them? Full of rattlesnakes. They call it Rattlesnake Mountain. And if, you, if you're at the base of the mountain at nighttime and you close your eyes, you can hear the gentle... Mm. Oh, I'm buying into this the, the deeper you go.
1: I think Rattlesnake Mountain sounds like a real thing. Mm. I think that Adam Sandler's family probably wouldn't cross-reference their holiday destination so well. Yeah. So they
0: might wind up holidaying around Rattlesnake Mountain. That that was the funny thing about the first movie. They were supposed to go to Disney World, Mm -hmm. right? You hear me? Yeah. And um, because Adam Sandler is too proud to use MapQuest or Google Maps or Apple Maps, whatever his Chosen <laughs> providers. He's too proud. Um, he ended up driving them off course. And then the car broke down onto Rattlesnake Mountain. And because everyone was following Adam Sandler's car in a cold oh, we're, voice we're situation. Because they were so scared of him because he yelled so much. So abusive. Oh, it's good. Yeah. So that's, that's what happened to Steve Buscemi in the Mystery Tour this week, man. He got bitten by a rattlesnake on Rattlesnake Mountain oh, I like, in the spine. I
1: like the Steve Buscemi Mystery Tour. They also conveniently leads me into my next question, Tim, mm. which is, um, I mean, with regards to the podcast that we're doing. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you, we talk about people involved in the movie. I mean, if they caught wind of what was happening here in mostly in Auckland, New Zealand. Yes. I mean, how do you think a lot of them would sit on it? I mean, how do you think, say, Kevin James would feel if he found out that
0: we were doing this podcast? Kevin James would be fucking furious if he <laughs> found out what we're doing and i i put adam sandler in that camp too i think he'd be upset so if they catch one of this day, they're not going to be cool about it i reckon david spade would be right with it mm-hmm. um i feel like chris rock could probably see the comedy in it i think he'd be kind of like the one who's on the fence um i think john lovitz would be very into what we're doing here very into it yeah uh, Peter Dante might already know what we're doing because he apparently favorited a tweet where someone was kind of talking about us, tagging us in. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's got some awareness of it. It would blow my mind if we got an opportunity to, to talk to Peter Dante on the podcast.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's pretty busy with his job as a as a policeman. <laughs> if you could just take a moment of your time, Peter.
0: Guy of- you know, the movie's not real, eh? Well, right now, Tim, it's sort of just woven into the fabric of my mind. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to unstitch right now, because I know normally you realise the difference between make belief and real, but I feel like right now, I'm not sure if you, you're totally... Well, look, no,
1: I think... Distinguishing. I mean, the jarring reality of the situation, Tim, is I'm sitting here on a couch, sitting, frankly, uncomfortably close to you. It's about 1.30 on a Wednesday night. And we're fucking talking about grown-ups too.
0: Once a fucking again. It's like that white snake song. Here I go again on my yeah, own. See, fell asleep.
1: If she goes again. <laughs> Two different songs, but yeah. Look. <laughs> yeah, sure. Look. Sure. Look.
0: It's just like... Tell me... what love got to... Got to do... I, got to do alternative tell me exactly... Can you describe exactly how you're what's feeling? love... But a second-hand emotion. Ever since I got these new mics, which are handhelds, we've gotten real sing song. <laughs> what? <laughs> Love. Yeah, well, they lend themselves to having a bit of a jam. I feel like a glamour puss with this microphone. I know. I like you look like a glamour puss. You look like an absolute Ooh, glamour puss. With a velvet purr. Hey, speaking of a velvet purr, <laughs> I've got to show you my painting that I bought today, man. I bought a large painting on velvet which i didn't know was the thing of a tiger that i'm going to put in my bedroom facing my where is it right now it's in my bedroom just on the ground do you want me to get it i mean
1: the podcast is essentially an oral medium and so i don't know what value our listeners are going to get out of you wading into your lounge with this big tiger picture all right you know what we'll leave it We'll leave. Well, it. I, I would like to speak maybe about I'll put a photo up. Tigers, later. quickly! Yes. I wrote a note in your little notebook. Um, Did you? Oh, that's in you... big capital letters. Yeah. It says Maya Rudolph, Minnie Ripperton. and this was a revelation to me. That was very exciting. Uh, so Maya Rudolph, famous actress, comedy actress, Maya Rudolph from television and and the film and the screen.
0: People would probably most know her from bridesmaids, right? Like yeah, and song. she was a
1: regular player on Saturday Night Live. Anyway. Her mother is uh, the very famous soul singer Minnie Ripperton, who's well known for her range, probably best known for her song Lovin' You, uh, which was lampooned on a South Park episode. You know, Lovin' You is as it calls you beautiful. Yeah, and that's when she displays her, her, her wonderful range. So anyway, what would she should
0: be like a like a soprano. What's the one about? I don't know. She's, I think she
1: she had a five octave range. I don't know wow. what the word is. That's uh, a lot. That's pretty she territory, she, man. She also sang a great song with the Rotary Connection, who are sort of a, a soul and funk band uh, called Black Hole of the Sun, and like anyway, very brilliant singer. She died at thirty one. Holy of, smokes! Of cancer, of breast cancer. She's one of the early public figures to sort of speak out about having it and what publicly deal with a
0: body of work to have. Uh,
1: so, and she's like by then is it well quite right. So she's a marvelous, marvelous singer, and Mary Rudolph's her daughter, who's also sort of carved out a very good reputation for herself, and then pretty much served a a a, a sous vide turd. And if you don't know what a sous vide is, that's when you cook. Uh, you steam the turd at a certain temperature in a bag in boiling water, so it's it's in a sort of a glad like bag. Like broiling? Yeah, similar, yeah. Similar to broiling. So a bit. She, and, and that's what Mary Rudolph's done here. I mean, she's married, as we've said before, to Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the sort of true auteur directors in Hollywood right now. Auteur? You might, might know Paul Thomas Anderson from The Master. Auteur? Do you know what is? No. No, I Some don't. Of the distinct style or like fingerprint. So if you're watching an auteur, I mean, you can so see du- You could say Dennis Dugan. Someone is Dennis a, Dugan, an or the director of Adam Sandler films, is an auteur of sorts. look like this, this point's really gone off the rails. Do you
0: know what's really weird? That Maya Rudolph's mum died at thirty-one what's always weird is getting above the age of where your parents died. You know what I mean? So me mm. or Rudolph now would be in her late thirties at least. I'd say late thirties. It's probably around mid to late thirties. So it's like when you get past that age of when, when your parents died, that has got to be strange territory. Eh? It's, it's, it's no, it
1: does have to be strange territory. I actually, um, I came to the realization the other day, Tim, with a heavy heart, mm-hmm. uh, when I was flicking through the sports section of the New Zealand Herald that I am I am I'm just not going to be an all black which a lot of people would argue that's something I should have already known but like I was looking at the team list for the all blacks and I was older than most of them and I sort of had to pause and take stock and say you're going to have to you're going to have to let that
0: dream go go you know how non into sports I am. I've actually had that exact same thought. Yeah. Probably a year ago. I was like looking at the squad, I think when they were, they were overseas but there was a match in Australia or something. I was looking at them, I was looking at they had a table with the ages on. And I was like it, it can never happen. Yeah. I'll never play for the ABs. <laughs>
1: I well, I'm glad that you have, you have had that moment because it was real. It was visceral. Totally.
0: And it was like I mean, I've really, it's quite sad, man. Yeah, it's quite sad because there's no... It, it, when you find out that something's impossible, that's quite a sad realisation. Yeah. It's quite disempowering. I
1: mean, that's the thing is I just like to have the idea of it bubbling away on the back burner. Like, I could give up. I could, I could drop everything. I'll get to it. If, or I could. I could drop everything, you know, at the drop of a hat, so to speak, and
0: and become an All Black. And it's just not real. This seems like as good a time as any to... Um, kick off one of my favourite segments, probably my favourite segment. It's the five, six, seven,
1: eight Paddish Woods. Party, party time, time. Paddish Woods, Party Time Is Party Time
0: with Paddish Love that. Um so in the movie Grown Ups too, there's a moment when uh our film's protagonists uh, first meet the college kids at the quarry. At Suicide 35 off the top rock,
1: 35 feet above the water. My mom did that jump and she was playing with me.
0: That's the one. And um, Taylor Lautner says at one point, he gets so angry that the older men are, are there invading the personal space of uh, Kepa, yeah. Kepa Alpha Sigma. You Alpha. guys have ruined our opportunity. Um That he says that his hands are shaking. And Patty Schwartz says... Yeah, my My brother's hands are shaking. My brother's shaking. And um, what he does at that point is he, Patty Schwartz that is, he backs away slightly. He extends his fingertips into a jazz (sighs) hand formation. That's right. And that's followed by a little hair ruffle to display for the camera and for us watching just how pissed off he is. On his brother's behalf. Yeah, yeah. Well, his brother was shaking. He's so mad. That's the decision he made. He's like, this is my show of solidarity. This is this is me empathising with my brother who's so angry. I'm going to take a couple steps back, throw out some jazz hands, and ruffle my own hair. Because yeah. I mean business. I'm Paddy Schwartz. I'm Paddy Schwartz. My dad, is, my the dad is
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that's something that you do have to wonder is does he understand the concept of character? So does he understand that while yes he is Patrick Schwarzenegger and yes his father is the Terminator from the movies, whether or not he's managed to remove that fact from his mind during the filming of Grown Ups 2, whether or not that that particular piece of information sort of uh, permeates his entire body of work in the film. So when you're watching him, I mean, do you not feel like you're looking at someone who who, who does think that their dad is the Terminator?
0: I don't think he's undergone that level of critical analysis, so you, you don't think he's got any consideration either way. No, I don't. I don't think. It's I don't not, think. He has. Not how the brain works. Not how his brain works. Not how Paddy Schwartz's brain works. How does his brain work? What's he thinking when he's on set? Paddy Schwartz, party time.
1: Paddish Wards party time. It's party
0: time. Dennis Dugan keeps yelling action. Don't know what to do because it's Patty Schwartz party time. It's Patty Schwartz party time. It's party time with Pettish.
1: Stop yelling at me, Dennis.
0: I wanted to bring out. the scene in the supermarket when Adam Sandler's in there Mm. (laughs) he he gave me a very confirming eyebrow raise of acknowledgement like yep I know that that bit of that movie that you're talking about I know all of the bits in this movie it's after (laughs) one of my favourite one of the few
1: triumphs of this project is (laughs) I know all of the bits of the movie which does not read well on a date
0: (laughs) have you been on a date recently?
1: no I've not No. Okay. I, I mean I'll go on one. If you <laughs> wanna sit me up with
0: Sure. Yeah? Yeah, I've got I've got someone. I'll sit you up. can I okay, yeah? Cool. Oh wait, no no no, sorry. No, no, no they've got a thing. What? They've got a they've got a thing. The Lord gonna, head. <laughs> The Lord take it away. Well, I'll think of someone else, man. I think it's someone it, else is not it. a good time for this conversation. So they're in the supermarket, and it's when Kyle gets called mud stuffing because Adam Sandler is mixed oh, up. You the fucking love this, bro. You love this more, You love this for more no, than no, no, it's no no, worth. no, no, no. But this, I've moved on from there. This is about that bit, but a different part of it. So the exchange in that supermarket bit between Adam Sandler and Kyle is like. Because he goes, oh, how do you know my wife? He goes, oh, I worked her out this morning. And then Adam Sandler goes, yeah, I worked her out too. Pretty good. So it's kind of, he's like, oh, yeah, you fucked my wife. Well, Well, I'm slightly perturbed by that. And I would like you to know that I also had sex with her. Instead of like, are you serious? Which is a lie. You had extramarital sex with my wife. And you're just telling me to my face in a supermarket as I'm buying juice boxes for a party. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He seems very fine about it. Adam Sandler does. Yeah. Do you think he realizes... Like he can't... Yeah, he's not point. smart enough to put it together that yeah, he's a I've yoga worked it instructor. i I'm
1: out pretty good too. Uh, look, I think it's just a reflex in Adam Sandler.
0: But would, wouldn't your reflex be... I would probably... I'm not a violent man. I reckon I'd punch him. I reckon I'd... I'd punch him in the face. Oh, I know. If I was, he was like, look, I was hey, how do make you it, know my wife? Oh, I'm fucking it. Look, do you
1: know, I, I was going to make some sort of offhand comment, but I, I said this to you when I watched the film today. So Adam Sandler's wife is in the movie. She plays the principal's wife. She's in the yoga room uh, or the squat robics class when the instructor comes in and the instructor says, uh, he's telling the ladies to stop perving on him pretty much. And he's like, dah, dah, dah. and I happen to be gay. Mm. And everyone abuses him. Yeah, being gay except for yeah. Adam Sandler's wife who sort of nods like agreeably like, yeah, you, you are gay and I'm okay with that. And she's the only person in the town who has a modicum of sort of sanity with regards to the matter. Uh, and if you are listening, Mrs. Sandler, which you might be, you might be cowering in a green shed sort of out the back of your house while Adam frantically looks around for you to offer you a role in Grown Ups 3 and you're just out here in the shed listening to us <laughs> going "Oh, I hope, they, I hope they talk about me soon you're welcome and here we are and here we are Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself And for those facing homelessness Because one purchased equals one donated Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes
0: Bombus. big comfort for everyone Go to bombuscom slash ACAST And use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase I'd like to close off the episode With a question from Hellman Cobbs Or Cobbs
1: mm-hmm. How
0: would you say it? C-O-B-S, Cobbs? Cobbs C-O-B-S is cobs Like multiple cobs of corn Hi guys Love the podcast I just finished listening to all the back episodes Brackets Never watched the movie See Hellman knows what's up Heated the advice Question If you could have any character from the film Brought into reality To be a guest on your podcast Which would it be And what questions would you ask them Thank you for your question Hellman Okay We'll do one each I guess right Real I guess so. I guess uh, so. Mine
1: would be the the history teacher, I assume it's history teachers, uh, the hippie, also the lead from Grandma's Boy, a regular Adam Sandler player, says, all right, little birds, find your nest, man. And, 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 you're and
0: also, so oh, yeah, summer oh is yeah, here, man. Summer
1: is here, man. I'd like to say, how did you find uh, Braden Higgins as a pupil? Oh, good um, question. How did you find Braden Higgins in, in English? Uh, uh, if they did a his, gradi- his grasp of yeah, it. Yeah, if they had a creative writing course, maybe. I mean, what sort of tense did Braden use? How many tenses did Braden use? Yeah, did he abide by the concept of tense as we know it? I'd like to say, I mean, what's it like in the staff room? Does the gym teacher show that sort of sense of humour towards everything? or is he just enjoying that particular moment in that particular class cuz it is the last day of school for the term and and I'd like to say I mean what are you what are you doing in this town really you got a great attitude you seem like a very relaxed dude i mean you'd do well anywhere why are you here what about you
0: i want to talk to Oh look. I want to talk to John Lovitz. There's no getting around it. You want to talk to John I want Lovitz? I wanna know what's brought him to that point. He seems like a reasonably he's creepy, but he's a reasonably smart and articulate, devious young man, old man, a man. John Lovitz the person or John the Lovitz the character. Because okay, the question is about the janitor, it's about the character. You wanna talk to so you want to talk about that character in real life? I want to you know, like inside the actors studio where that creepy dude who's what's his name, the host? Ah, oh, he's got the glasses. Frustrating, yeah, and
1: embarrassing because we've got an American listenership now, oh. and we should Malcolm Tucker. No. no, James Tucker. No. James something.
0: It's James. James Lipton. Thank you so. You're good, James. Lipton. What we got there. God, who's Malcolm Tucker? Uh, Who the
1: fuck is Malcolm Tucker? Mm, I'll
0: Google that later. Okay. Anyway, so James Lipton with James. He goes, Lipton. <laughs> lucky we have Kevin Spacey on or something. he will be like. I would like to talk to and then it would like to say the name of a character. I was gonna I was oh, gonna complete uh, it with a reference but then I forgot all of Kevin Eric Lamonsov. Yeah, yeah, but I was gonna give it a spacey one. Okay. Like uh K
1: Pax. <laughs>
0: oh, oh god, yes. <laughs> great, great one to bust out of the hat. That is such a good movie. <laughs> Fuck I love K Packs. I haven't seen that in a few years. You're I might get that it out. Hey, um, look, we are running out of time. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, listen. Here is what I would ask. I just, I, I mainly just ask, like, what's got him to that point of being a janitor? That's okay.
1: all. We've also got a crowbar and a, a shining light. Oh fuck! And yeah. you've told me yours already, and I like oh, sharing yeah. it with you. Okay, cool. Because I think it is a real triumph of Hollywood. And and I'll preface it by saying, uh, just for last recently on YouTube, released a whole lot of old stand-up footage from their sort of archives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got like old Louis C.K. What era are we talking? Sort of like late eighties through. Uh, 90s and even early 2000s so you've got Bill Hicks like
0: whoa low, like unseen Bill Hicks footage.
1: Uh, yeah like it's material you've kind of seen before but it is shit that's cool uh, like Mitch Hedberg oh wow Bill Burr and Chris Rock and and Chris Rock has got a, a like a snaggle tooth um, and because this this leads into your shining light which is, you get, this is Chris Rock sort of complying
0: to the norms of Hollywood mm. it's teeth my shining light is everyone's teeth yeah In the film All the main guys Phenomenal teeth Outrageous teeth actually Like outrageously good None of them have real teeth Yeah and you got to respect that Because I mean Between 1987 and 2014 Chris Rock had to have had braces I don't no, think No I don't I, know if that's true Sometimes you can go into an orthodontist And they do that thing Where they like bash him around Really And you've just got like a bruise Do you get put on it And then just smash your teeth around or Smash him around I believe that's a thing. It might not work for everyone. Or alternatively, maybe he just got teeth removed and they just chucked in like caps or whatever the fuck they do. Mm. You know? If you've got enough money, you can generally just hurl it. Although Tom Cruise had braces, and I feel like if there's any way around that, he would have paid for it. Isn't it's part of fun. his image, though. It's a very carefully curated image. I'm about ready to chuck a fork in this one, um, yeah, episode 32. Well,
1: have a bite of the grown up's tooth sausage. Stick a fork in us
0: because we're cooked. I'd like to just say that we are probably about to put out a little, um, little presser, a little press release, because we've come up with this idea that we'd quite like to watch the movie for the final time for the fifty-second episode in Los Angeles.
1: Mm. I think we've, if anything, we've earned
0: (laughs) earned that right. (laughs) And it'll be like a weird pilgrimage, but um, I don't know. Um, it'd be good if if someone could help us out financially a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Well, like, I don't. Well, I don't well, feel look, like begging. Look, look, I don't no, like begging. Well, no, but we'll, we'll I mean, sort it not, out as not, the plan. We're not.
1: We're not beggars, but we are. As the plan crystallizes a bit more, we are. Keep you up to date. Floating that little helium-filled turd balloon into the atmosphere, saying, "And on that
0: visual, yeah, uh, I will bid you." Adieu uh, But thanks Thanks for listening Don't watch the movie And love every moment Love every day Yeah Cause before you know it Hey you're. can we
1: actually Let's go there Can we change this music To Minnie Robertson?
0: Um i um, Yeah okay Alright here it comes